Hello and welcome back to the Inner Round Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like, well, do I say like every week? I've forgotten how we do the emergency pods. It's number one Joel Linton superfan, Mr. Mike Breslin. Hello, everybody. And below him, on the computer screen, not in a any physical way. Jesus <laughs> it's Dave EFL Harris. <laughs> oh, thanks, Will. Hi, Will. Um, Should have gone for Dave points deduction, Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to give that away. And um, uh, Henry, the League Two expert, <laughs> is here as well. How are we? <laughs> well, sorry, I'm completely thrown off because A, this is supposed to be a betting podcast. B, it's an emergency pod. And C, Dave is over there, like, ready to... Ready to revamp football but we'll like we'll get to that in a minute um so ladies and gentlemen welcome back uh we've come back this week because uh i think if we hadn't it would and you got back to next monday and we go oh we're gonna talk about the end of the super league you'd have been all you'd have all been like what what are you doing lads it's fake news fake news um old news not fake news um so we're just gonna we're gonna sort of try and get our heads around what's really happened this week and what has been absolutely, I think, seismic, probably the right word for what's happened this week. Unprecedented times, Dave Harris said in the chat earlier. Um, so we're going to talk about how we're all sort of feeling now because um, obviously three of us are fans of the big six clubs. Um, not all of them, definitely not Tottenham. And one of us is obviously a, an outside fan, um, fan of Birmingham City Football Club. There's the first mention on the podcast. Um, and then we're sort of going to like get into how what what we reckon the ramifications of this whole thing could be but first who wants to go first with how they're feeling now because let me tell you monday's podcast was like a funeral this is gonna be like the stag do lads i'm bloody buzzing come on in what world does the stag do come after the funeral it's the if anything it's if anything it's the wake where your uncle's had a few too much and he starts chatting up uh, the widow yeah, we can go with that. That works. And is that something you've witnessed firsthand there, first. Will? <laughs> <laughs> Not firsthand. I've heard stories, though. Right. Yeah, obviously, great news that uh, the English clubs decided to back out. Um, thank God. So it looks like we've pushed off the Super League for now. Um, there's plenty of fallout, which I'm sure we'll get to. But yeah, initially... Was it Tuesday night when it all really fell apart? Yeah, yeah. it was great, great news, really so, good news. So let's that's a good point. Let's pull it back to try and contextualise how the timeline kind of went. So we got the rumblings. Obviously, it was announced um, very Sunday late night. Sunday night, very late officially. But the rumblings have been there since four Monday. We sort of got saw the real backlash leading into Leeds United versus Liverpool, where Leeds took a big stance um, and obviously. Gary Neville and Carragher took the stance everyone's seen. And we saw James Milner and Bamford and Ailing speak quite eloquently on it, um, which was good to see. And then obviously we ran into Tuesday and we started to get the rumblings that um, Chelsea and City weren't keen. And they were sort of briefing that they'd been forced into it in a way. Um, and as soon as that briefing came out, I started to think to myself, oh, I'll tell you what, we might be in for something here. And then obviously the protests at Stamford Bridge and Chelsea announced that they were going to pull out and then City announced they had pulled out. And then like dominoes, they all went. Um, Hodgson, uh, I, me and you were texting back and forth when uh, during the announcement that Chelsea were, Chelsea were pulling out. And uh, I texted you that... Um, City had pulled out and sent you a link to their website. Obviously, you could get on it because it was crashed. But yeah. you said it had made your day when I told you that you pulled out because we didn't get to hear from you on Monday. How annoyed were you initially when you heard about this? Well, I was, I was just devastated and furious at the owners to think that they, you know, they've got the audacity to, for what, obviously a lot of money, 3.5 billion, but to throw away. Uh, the history of the game as we know it. Uh, we've grown up to love. Um, you know, all the memories kind of come flooding back when you heard the no- uh, the news, such as, you know, when you go to the game as a kid with your dad, all that kind of stuff. And that would be no more, really, in the Premier League. Um, you'd just be going to watch flipping exhibition matches almost. You know, pointless. Yeah. In fact, there's no relegation as well just kind of you know sucked all competition um out of the game so the fact that it's over now yeah really relieved 
So how are you? So now you've you've got over like the emotional high of them pulling out and yeah. listening to the fans. How how are you feeling with regards to the club now? Because it's quite a difficult balance. Um, yeah, it's it's quite difficult because obviously, well, especially with City's owners, they when they came in, they obviously had an agreement with Manchester City Council, a ten-year kind of agreement to kind of rejuvenate the east side of Manchester, and they've to credit to them, they've put a lot of money into Manchester, and they've yeah, improved they the lives of so many. Um, they've obviously done. I don't know if you've been to the Etihad, but it's almost like a campus. It's great. You know, you've got oh, great mm. a lot a lot of nice houses as well now because of them. Yeah. Um, so from that aspect, it's kind of it's hard to be ridiculously angry at them. Obviously, you are slightly bitter, but as well here in the news, it seems City and Chelsea were kind of tag-alongs in the sense that they they don't really need the money as much as some of the other clubs but I've heard that they kind of wanted to keep up with the others Yeah, because if all these other big clubs in the world are joining this competition you're not just going to sit back and think oh crap I'm going to be left behind no so no. from that obviously I completely disagree with it and they should have thought more um, about it, particularly with the fans' standpoint, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's hard to get too angry with them. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, it's certainly what was briefing. Mike, obviously, you've got a fractured relationship with the United hierarchy. We've sat on this pod and complained about them many a time, and oh, I despise the Glazers. <laughs> They're not in charge of my club. So, yeah. how are you feeling? And particularly in sort of United's response to all this, because they were one of the later ones to pull out in particular. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, me and Dave and a few others were at the pub on Tuesday and, uh, as it was all sort of unfolding. Um, it was obvious United were going to be one of the last ones. Uh, that Gla- Joel Glazer obviously was quoted in the original statement um, about the ESL, which he's, he's never quoted. He never comes out and says anything, really. So uh, when you see that, you know that they're, well, you think that they're going to be in it for the long haul. Uh, as it turns out, they obviously pulled out as one of the later teams. I'm glad they've pulled out, as, as obviously we've already said, I'm glad they're out. But still, the ownership, I, I, I've never liked them. They never should have been able to buy the club in the first place. And it was only through Ed Woodward's little clever sort of side door that they actually managed to get the Leverage takeover done in the first place. Um, they bought it for 600 million. It's probably worth three or four billion now. So just take your money and go, please. Let's let's find some other people who will run our club a little bit better. Obviously, Woodward's gone. That's that's quite well. He hasn't really gone. He's resigned at the end of the year. Um, the rumblings being that he didn't agree with the Super League. Not really sure if I believe that, to be honest. But if that's the case, fair enough. He stood up for his principles and he didn't think he could be involved if that's not the case I guess they're kind of covering their mates back a little bit on his way out the door yeah just on the Woodward thing it's quite odd actually because I was sat there thinking um and uh because obviously Woodward in November said there was no plans for a Super League and that he was interested in um working and we all sort of like well that's that seems to have been bollocks and then (laughs) but when this was announced today, that this when he when they said, "Oh, Ed Woodward's going," I thought, right, that makes a lot of sense. Architect, it did make sense. Architect of the club yeah. falling on his sword. And when I saw this counter briefing today, because I know it's a leaked source, but someone somewhere's briefing someone. I, I put I, I almost put my I put because I, I think it's probably clear on this podcast now that I've got some toes in the world of PR. And I was just thinking, what would if I was doing this? If I was trying to do damage limitation, obviously they're paying people way more clever than I am to do this. I'm like, what does Red Woodward stand to gain from coming out now? What does the club stand to gain? The club stands to gain nothing from protecting Ed Woodward now. And I would be, I'd be amazed if Ed Woodward's walking into an, another job in the world of football. I mean, mm. let's be honest. If he's going back to being, no, he best, shouldn't be. If he's going back to being an investment banker with JP Morgan or something, they're not going to have a problem with something like this because on the financial side, this made a lot of sense for a lot of these clubs. Well, I think part of it was just how annoyed United fans were at him. 
Yeah. And then, and he has been the Glazers' man for the last 15 years. So, in yeah. a sense, yeah, he's maybe taken the fall for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you got to back your guy even on his on his way out. I guess I don't know. I could be totally wrong. That's just how I would read it. He may work, according to Gary Neville. That's actually what he thought. Uh, not Gary Neville. Gary Lineker. I've no idea, really. No. But yeah, I don't like the Glazers. As is, I'm sure we've discussed it on here before. I would like to see them get out of the club, really, and hopefully this now their little gold mine uh, has been stopped. That's not on the horizon. They'll just take their 3.4 billion and profit and uh, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you last, if that's okay, because I think you probably yeah. lead us nicer into the other things you can talk about the wider world football. Um, in terms of how I'm feeling now, uh, I think I'm a bit. I'm like you in a way, Hodge, where I'm. I'm relieved. I think is the best thing way to describe it. I'm relieved that because I, I think me and you were both talking, Henry, and we said that if if they went through with it, we'd have to we'd have to really reevaluate the clubs itself and I think as you probably gathered on Monday yeah. that that for me meant not supporting any club because I just don't think I'd be able to do it because I've got too much history there so relieved yeah. that the club is has seen sense um, very proud of the wider football community I think I think we all should be really proud of the way mm-hmm. that all the fans put tribalism aside because and they showed what they could. They showed, quite frankly, twice now. With first of all, with big picture and the pay per view fiasco earlier yeah, on. Yeah, the pay per view one was a big and, one. And yeah. secondly, now with this, we've shown the real power of football fans. And I, I, I said to you, I said to you guys on Monday that I, I, I thought where they would successfully fight this because genuinely do believe in the power of fans. So I'm very proud of the Chelsea fans in particular because that protest was. Um, it was something. It was it. It was really something. I was. I, I'm talking to a mate who was actually there, and he said he said it was the angriest he's ever felt a crowd. Like he said, he, he said they were furious, and I think that that does get the, that because obviously this is about owners not being connected to the club, and that does get that across. That being said, I am not taken in by this idea that Chelsea and City were um, didn't want to be in. Like if you're not convinced by something and you're going to risk 116 years of history, <clears throat> that's not on it. That's not on for me. In fact, that's as bad as the other three. Just now, don't do it. Like, and I, I said to him, um, we were at football the other day, and uh, one of the lads jokingly said to me because he knows transfer. So thanks for saying football, and I'm just sat there thinking because <sighs> I've seen a lot of the tribalism on Twitter again. The Chelsea fans going, "Oh, we say football." I'm like, we didn't say football, lads, and we haven't got our Chelsea back, but. We've now got mm. we're now at a point where we've got more significant leverage with the board to get to, to get talking, and that for me is the most in, in, the most interesting thing now is we've got a really it, this whole fiasco sort of shown me that there needs to be Chelsea people at that level, and I think you get a sense of that with Petr Cech being there. Yeah. There was no yeah. surprise he was out there with the fans, but particularly with people like Bruce Buck, who obviously was involved in the pitch owners fiasco all those years ago. I just yeah. think. There are people now on that board who trust is trust is so damaged between yeah. us and them that for me their position is probably approaching being untenable if it isn't already. And I think that I think at Chelsea there's got to be significant change in terms of getting people who understand the club and are connected to the fans more at that club. There needs to be a better bridging of the gap. And I would say the same needs to happen at United as well, and certainly needs to happen at Liverpool. Because I'll, yeah. I'll, go, I'll, I'll go back to it again. The fact that Liverpool Football Club did this, given everything that they are built on, is baffling to me. Baffling. Yes. Yeah. Um. Now, Dave, how are you mm-hmm. feeling? Well, I obviously feel relieved. Um. Even though it wasn't one of my teams, I was questioning what the hell was going to happen to football. Um. I think it came across pretty clearly on Monday. We we're all quite emotional about it. Uh. Quite sad. Quite yeah, I I was to be honest. Um, so obviously massive relief, but at the same time, I'm not exactly going to give the owners like let them off for this. Um, I think the only reason they backed down is because they faced all this scrutiny and backlash. I think they've shown what their true like end game is that a long term they want to have their own competition that benefits them solely. Um, yeah, and again, maybe it brings up like the problem of ownership in football 
you've just got rich people and they're sort of untouchable in the fact how many people can even afford to buy a football club. They're worth billions and they're they're literally getting worth more and more money every every year. So yeah, uh, you raise a good point there in terms of the the end the end goal for them. I don't know about the rest of you. The end, I don't think the end goal is a separate competition. I think the end goal is securing and making wild profits. And I don't think they're yeah. precious about how they do that. No, I and don't I, think they care, and that's why they went for this. Yeah, they, they thought this was the best way to maximise income. Yeah, and, I, and the the one thing, the question I want to ask you two, because I I think I said this to you the other day, Mike, when we were playing football. If there'd been no relegation involved, if like if there'd been relegate, if you could have got relegated, and this was the big six, so right, so imagine the twelve founder clubs go off, and they say, look, we want to do a new competition in which we will get a small percentage of the because we're founding it of the rights every year, for example, but we don't we don't have it runs like a normal Champions League in a way, but there's less teams in it and there's there's more games. So it's more big teams and it's more the proper champions. So there's less of this like Carabag getting in there, for example. Mm-hmm. I think I think what you would have seen there is a split. I mean, we would hate it because we're what I would call proper football people who are interested in the game. Yeah. As much as we have our own biases. I, but I do think there is a big section of those those fan bases, but I'm, I'm going to generalise here, but particularly the, the ones that you you would see perhaps supporting from, I don't want to say overseas because it's not working from overseas, but you know, the ones that are in it for the, they're really focused on the club. It's not love of the game, it's love of the club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. might well, some people just follow players now as well. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's sort of like, sort of like, America. if that's your bag. Well, I don't mean overseas. What I mean, Mike, for example, you know how like you follow the you follow the the Padres and I follow yeah. the Chicago Bulls. Like we, I'm we can't we're so we want to see them in the best situations. We're not really married to the love of those sports, like the history of those yeah. sports. I think we probably would have seen a split, and I don't think you defeat this if you don't have that togetherness. That's the interesting thing for me. I think you've just described the 2022 proposals. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back next year. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, they'll have learned their lesson from this time. Well, it's the lesson, don't let a yeah. old man on Spanish TV to waffle about your plants. Yeah, don't make Perez the number one <laughs> head on show over there. So, I have I think I've waffled enough. Um, so, let's talk about um, the actual things that could happen in terms of punishments, because we're all agreed there needs to be punishments. Dave... Um, we called you jokingly points deductions, Harris, because you've been talking <laughs> about points deductions to us today. Do you want to sort of outline what you think could happen there? I guess just, um, yeah, people are calling one way to really punish them. They obviously have loads of money, for example. Are they really going to care about a set amount they have to pay? People are arguing that if you give them like a huge points deduction, that will really punish them. Um I'll probably come on to it later about the extent of point seductions people are discussing, but obviously point seductions are stuff that actively affect the club and their stature and where they will finish in the league. Um, and like I say, with with them already having so much money, I think some people would prefer that because, yeah, why would they care about a fine when they're already super rich? Mm. You, you two, how do you feel about points deductions in general? before you're even going on to applying them in this situation? I think it's in the, well, I think it's, I can tell you, I don't like point points deductions. I'm not saying they're a good thing by any stretch. Yeah, but it's better than a fine in this case, I think. Because what's money to them? Is it? Yeah. I think the fine is the way to go. Because okay. this Have whole this whole thing was money motivated, right? This whole thing. That's what we, we were talking yeah. about—the greed and the. I, I I don't mind a point seduction either because that also probably penalises them money-wise too, depending on how you do it. But I think if you find them, it's going to have to be a big fine, right? It's going to have to be hundred million, is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. at least each. Um, you need to hurt the pockets of them. That's what they wanted out of it. All the so 
yeah. in this way, you're not necessarily punishing the players or the manager. You are a little bit because it restricts their transfer dealings, but that's, I mean, that's that's going to be a byproduct of you, your owners doing a stupid thing. Point yeah. deduction wise, I, I don't really mind it. I don't think you should do it this season if you are going to do it. But I would say starting from next season, that's what I would do. Okay, okay. Because the, interest- the European ban's not a bad idea, but then UEFA don't want to do that, so that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I don't think the European ban. What about a transfer a ban? No one's really yeah. talked about a transfer ban. Transfer ban's in- interesting. Yeah, that's quite good. Does a trans? Because I think the idea with the punishment is it, it sort of has to be unilateral for all the clubs. Yes. Mm. So you do a transfer ban, um, for example. If you look at teams who are really set up, like Chelsea and City, um, who would like no, I'm not saying they wouldn't like to buy, for example, but I feel like it purport. I feel like it affects teams like United. And I don't know, Arsenal, Spurs. Spurs. It really affects Spurs. Who have real holes in their squad. Um, mm. I feel like if, if, it affects them more. But to be honest with you, I'm not adverse to any of these. But my thing about points deductions and the European ban, for example, if you do because some people have called for the whole hog. If you mm-hmm. do, if you do a points deduction and the European ban, they're essentially the same thing. If you apply them this year, yeah, that, because yeah, it's yeah, only, yeah. only City are making Europe. If you do that. So what are we talking about for a points deduction? How many points does it, do we think? I can give you what I think. Go on. Yeah, go on then. I think you deduct them 10 points this season. So some of them miss out on Europe. But crucially, Man City, I think for me, you can't give them a points deduction where you hand someone like Leicester the league. That That's oh, totally nonsense. Can. I think that's total nonsense, though. So right I don't now, like the idea of someone. Points behind, so. Yeah, it's, I don't like the idea of basically giving someone a hand. title because someone else got punished. So I'm not on board. But, with giving a, but, but just but wouldn't that be exactly the exactly the sort of punishment that would hit home? Yeah, yeah. and, and that, take a title, essentially take a title and. Top yeah, but it also means that most of the top six probably don't make Europe. Yeah, following following this through though, Dave, and I, I don't. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play down. And then you give them. Sorry. And then my second part is you give them ten or fifteen points next season for the start. Because if you give them twenty five now, you're gonna relegate Arsenal. You, you can't relegate one of the teams and not all of them. You've got give them the same punishment. Yeah, points deduction means some miss out on Europe, but you can't issue a points deduction that relegates a couple of them and the rest are safe. Because that's a way bigger punishment. It's, it's not fair at all if you do that. Kind of on a different, not necessarily points deductions wise, but in general, if you punish these teams, do you think it makes them more likely to just go, well, let's sack this off and we will just let's make co- our own thing? That's a good no. point. Let, let's, come yeah. to, let's, come, let's come to that later because I think we'll. Okay. That's, that's a, a larger debate um, yeah. when we talked about what should happen. Um, I just want to touch back on something you said, Dave. You said you're not comfortable handing a title um, to someone based on a points deduction. And I agree, but because the whole thing about this is merit and they wanted to get rid of a competition without sporting integrity. Mm. So you won't hand the title, but you'll hand European football to teams that haven't earned it. Yeah. To be to be why honest. Is, why is the diff- why is there any difference there? Because to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for the the points ban, you should and you want to do 15, you do 15 and you deny City the title and you make a real statement. And that title's always going to be tainted, but as soon as you apply a points ban to six clubs in the season, everything is tainted in that season anyway. Okay, so I I just have never been a fan of people being awarded titles for when it's not a merit. Coming back to last year when people were on about suspending the Premier League, if they had done that and they voided the season I wouldn't have wanted Liverpool to be you've not you've not won it and I also think Man City have been so far and away the best team obviously they, you're going to give Man United the same fine so there's no sorry points deduction so there's no way they catch up so Leicester would win the league and they, they'd just be miles off it frankly why would you do that but yeah punish like them that, but, yeah Mike do you, yeah but here's my point if you strip them of 
the league, right? Do you not think that makes them really tempted to just actually go ahead with sacking it off? Come on, Mug. Yeah, I agree. No, that's that was the point I was just making before. But I think if you if you are gonna do a points deduction, you need it to actually hurt them instead of just a well, yeah. Because if points, you just take off ten cause... points, yeah. So if you just take off ten points for City, they're still going to be the league leaders. Yeah, but a lot of those a lot of those six miss out on the Champions League or even the Europa League, which so impacts again, who they another... can sign. Impacts who they like, can sign it. Punishment, isn't it? It, um, it, it, Dave. It doesn't impact who they can sign, really. It impacts how a few, who a few of them can sign. But to be honest, at this stage, given the COVID, given the finances in COVID, these teams are pretty much the only ones who got are going to get access to that top tier talent anyway. Just that's just a practical thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, It'd be interesting because Leeds would be in the hunt if you took ten points off most of them for Europe. God. They'd be fucking yeah. soft. They'd be fucking insufferable as well. Um, just quickly on fines, I want to try and figure out what we think is a realistic figure. Um, in terms of if they went that route, how big do you think it has to be, Hodgson? How how big do you really think it has to be? I mean, even a hundred million to the city owners ain't a lot, is it? Let's no, be honest. But it's but it's it's. Then it's over there firing fifty pound notes. Um, but it's a lot of money for Arsenal. No, yeah, you've got yeah, combined. I think it's got to be near a hundred million, hasn't it? Um, with respect to all teams, um, particularly Tottenham as well. Um, I, well, yeah, hundred million. I, I would I would say that's sufficient to be Is honest. That each or between them. Each, not between them. Where's each? The... You can do a lot with 100 million, I'll tell you what. Trickle that down to a few levels. This That's what I was going to say. With the fines, do you want them to redistribute re- the money? Yeah, redistribute them to the rest of the league. Do you want yeah. to redistribute? Do you want to find them and they redistribute the money? Wait, wait, wait. You want to... When you say redistribute, redistribute them to the rest of the league, do you mean to the rest of the Premier League? or to the... No, no or to the, the entire football down. period. And how do you pyramid? Yeah. pyramid sorry. And how, and how pyramid. do you how you split how you splitting that up? Because so you'd get six hundred million, right? Yeah. Give. Well, I guess you've got to give what, like, say so three three. Yeah, you give a decent yeah. section to women's football, League Two, League One, Championship. Well, let's not forget national nationals. National oh, you league. Can trickle that down a long way. I reckon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now. Follow up question. That'd be interesting. Follow up question, and we're gonna we're assuming that I'm I assume that we're all thinking that the fines are going to the Premier League. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Play play that for now. Yeah. Uh, So where do you what do you think they would do with that money? Oh, they certainly wouldn't do what we've just said. No, no. How much money? How much money do you reckon would go to just Premier League clubs? Maybe ten million each. So, so you're one giving out 140 million of 600 mil, and they <laughs> and wouldn't Premier give. League are keeping the rest. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, they maybe give what? Maybe they split 100 mil between Championship, League One, League Two. Maybe okay, chuck what, five million National out, League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I'd love, uh, well, did you I'd see how much? Did you see how much money's already been given to those levels? It's hardly anything. So I don't expect them to suddenly start. Throwing loads of money at them now. No, it's just an idea. But that's what they—that's uh, that's what I'd like to see. I think. If we'll you're say, find them, it's not going to happen. No. That, do exactly the opposite no. of what they wanted to do, which is okay. give it to everyone else. <laughs> let's let's yeah. move on to let's move on individually. I want to know what each of you think should happen, and uh, we'll go to you first, Hodge. What do you think should happen to these clubs? Yeah, big fines, and I would st- do a point deduction for next season. So they're um, starting on like minus 10, minus 15. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. No European ban? Um, no, because I don't think it will... What good will it do for the competition? But makes Personally. Point, I don't... I'm not... European ban, no. I'd stick to the Premier League. Okay. Michael. What are other, what are other countries doing? Nothing. The They're way? getting away scot-free. 
because because <laughs> this Spain is Spain have already said they won't I'm punish joining, them. I'm joining the Spanish and the uh, Italians. That's that's this is this is my absolutely favourite bit of fallout is that there was a there was a call. Uh, no one cares in Spain. Because, because no, it's brilliant. There was an, it was a call between all the CEOs of like the Italian clubs, and it's <laughs> Italy fucking wild and the best of times. But Agnelli joins the call, and they all start going Judas, 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 which is hilarious <laughs> in itself. And then they go and they're trying to ask him to explain it, and they go, ah, oh, he go, they go, only Milan, Inter, and Juve would be able to win the Italian title, and he and Agnelli apparently in like. Awful bloke, but apparently a fucking boss. Just goes, just goes. Well, that's been happening for eighty years anyway. And I'm like, oh, he's got him. He has got him. So he's not, he's not wrong to be if fair. If you think they're doing anything to them, anything to them. Although that's what I assumed. They did want you re- relegate Juventus for match fixing, didn't they? So they did relegate. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Mike, what do you think should happen? I'm tempted to say nothing just because, because right, I'm, I'm, trading it, I'm trading it in because what I want is the government to just kick the owners out. Just get them out. Oh, but just government bang. getting involved in itself is problematic, Mike. I don't care. You don't want state-run football clubs. No, well, it's I not. Really. It's not state. They already are. City are. You, are you really looking at? Are you really looking at a state run? If, if you assuming the government does get involved, the government's not going to buy the football clubs. What the government would do is it do what, what the Spanish Football Federation did in the nineties, which is say that, okay, from tomorrow you've got we're passing this law and you've got to be publicly owned. And what the government would do here instead is pass a law that says, oh, you've got to be, I don't know, fifty and one or whatever or something like that. I mean. I've not got every faith that this is something that would happen, but it is. It, if, it's if that's what, what you, you're asking me. What I'd like to happen, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe a fine, mm-hmm. a decent fine. I think that's that's about as much as I'd expect. Fuck all's going to happen. We need to keep these clubs happy. <laughs> yeah? uh, we'll come on to what we think would happen in a minute. But me and you, Mark, I think are on the same page. Um, Dave. Yourself, what do you think? Should right, I, I've got I've got a variety of things. I think UEFA ban the teams that they can prove that have been like the main drivers of it, which I imagine is Juve, Real Madrid, Man United, because their presidents were in the statement. Uh, this is you're asking me what I think should happen. Well, this is what I think. I think they ban the three teams that were most involved if there's anything that comes out and says like Liverpool were as involved ban them too but there's no way they can ban all 12 like Henry says I think there'll be a point there should be a point deduction of some extent whether you apply it this season or they start on minuses next season like Henry says 10 maybe 15 points um and then I think the Premier League just finds them a huge amount of money I think the only thing from UEFA will be some sort of bans if I'm honest if they do anything It'll just be bans. Okay, Dave. Um, why? Why have you? Why do you think that? Why do you think they should have that? Because that's you've obviously gone a bit more severe than the other two. Not saying that's wrong, but I'm. Ju- I just want to follow your reasoning as to why. Uh, I, I think the Premier League will want to come down on them hard because, as much as they were looking to essentially replace the Champions League, like we said on Monday, and I think most people felt it would really bring their sort of integrity of the league into question. Like we were saying, unlikely they'd be able to feel like field full string teams every week. Um, Premier league obviously don't want a, a case where all of the clubs bringing money in are going to want to leave. Um, and one way to do that, I get Mike's point. You're really nice to them, but if you come down on them hard, you hope that they never do it again. So you find them and then hopefully, like we said, they redistribute some of the money. Um, but you find them because that hits their pockets and they were looking to make more money. So you hit them harder because they're already saying they need more money. You take some away. If you deduct some points next season, in fact, that's what I'd prefer. That they, There's no point applying it this season. I'd prefer they start on, my, on minus 10 or minus 15 makes it harder for them to get into Europe the season after, unless they perform in Europe, if they're allowed to compete. I think UEFA won't really find them, and I think they should ban those that were the real drivers of it, just because they, they're essentially at the forefront of trying to replace your competition. So I think it would be justified to come down on 
those three or or if there's a fourth fair enough um oh, you two what do you think of that as an idea though dave's obviously got a bit more severe than the two of you what, what do you think of that justified i mean given where we were on monday go as hard as you like i guess it was it's it it issues before yeah oh god <laughs> Sorry, Mike. No, go on, Henry. You can Good job it. we put an explicit tag on this every week. <laughs> His mic's broke. Classic. We get him on the podcast. And we'll get back again. From one mic, from one mic that can't speak to another, it would seem. <laughs> no, I just agree with Dave. You got to hit the pockets because that's what they wanted at the end of the day, wasn't it? More money. Um, so. It's all greed. And to think we were earlier this week, we thought we were going to lose the game as we know it. Do what, do what you like to them, to be honest. Uh, yeah. And from, from my point of view, I hate points deductions. I hate points deductions for everything because I always, I've, I've always thought... I, I remember thinking when Wigan were getting points deducted for going into administration and that whole thing stunk to high heaven. I hated it. I thought it was awful. I happened to Blues the season before. Yeah. We yeah. nearly got relegated because yeah, of it. But, I hate, but I hate Wigan blues. did get relegated. Um, oh, cheers, well. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, n- I never like it. So, um, I, if I was if I was doling out the punishments, it's never be something I'd think about. But in this situation, I, I've honestly, like, like you guys say, I've got absolutely no... I've got no problem... With what they want to do, I think that's fine. Um, uh, personally, I would, if I was picking, if I was UEFA, I would find them and I'd ban them. I'd ban all twelve. Now that's really going to hurt your competition um, for the next season. But I think, I think if you UEFA, you, you you make a stand and you just say, yeah, fuck you. Um, that's good. That's good value. That. That's, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Goff, he's revved what pods he's on. Um, but the, the only. Thing... I reckon it'd be quite fun, actually. By the way. I mean, you got PSG, Bayern, and Dortmund, but obviously are the favourites. But it'd be an interesting competition. Without knowing ball. my luck, Celtic would turn up and hate it. That's the football would be shit. Hey, it Ajax aren't bad. We could call no. it the European Conference League for one like, year. This is <laughs> everyone's like, oh, the... it would be shit. It would be shit. Um, it would be more interesting in the Premier League for me, I guess, if you if you really did, you did go for the 15-point deduction because you'd, you'd ask yourself, like, it's going to be a real title race for City. Leicester would be in with a real chance. Arsenal might get relegated. It'd be huge. <laughs> like, it'd be really interesting. Yeah, minus 15 yeah, Arsenal would, would be really four points them. above Fulham right now if they had a 15-point deduction. Yeah, I know. Well, Dave... They'd be 17th. Dave... I, I, me and Dave were talking earlier and we were looking at 25 points because that's what yeah I and then I realised that literally relegates Arsenal I thought they had way more points yeah. I'll be honest yeah Which... Arsenal would be down and Liverpool would have one more point than Fulham fascinating really and Spurs really fascinating oh let's do it let's do it let's have a blockbuster end to the season come on okay alright buddy um Ryan Mason becomes the best caretaker manager of all time though now look so let's talk Let's talk about um, what will happen now. And before we do, I, I'm just going to tell you something about the Premier League. Because the Premier League's in a really, really dodgy spot here. Mm-hmm. Because, because I looked up, they can, the other clubs can argue that um, the Big Six have broken two specific rules. The first one is B16. Each club shall behave towards each other club and the league with the utmost good faith. Now that is a legal minefield because what does good faith mean? Like, yeah. like Sheikh Mansur's lawyers are going to be like, they're coming down, coming down like the Red Sea. It'll be like, you won't even want to do it by so many. And then the second one is, except with except with prior written approval of the board, this is L9, by the way, a club shall not enter or play its senior men's first team in any competition other than the Champions League, Europa League, FA Cup, the Community Shield, the League Cup, all competitions sanctioned by a country association of which it is a member. Now, this is the one that's slightly more dodgy because depending on how what you think they've actually signed, if they've signed a legally binding contract, you could argue this and possibly successfully. But then the Super League clubs, I imagine, are going to turn around and go, we've committed to forming a league. We haven't actually formed the league or played in the league or we're not actually registered to play in the league yet. So again, Sheikh Mansur's lawyers, 
they're just turning up. They've got the bulletproof vest. They're not having anything done to them. Like, it's, and before we talk about what will happen, I just thought that was important to say. Um, oh, I did forget to say, we did ask um, some people what they thought would happen. Sorry, Mike. You've done some grand work on the socials. If you want to follow us, it's in and around pod. We're asking people questions and I just got to mention. Um, <laughs> someone said the only real point... Someone said it's raw football talk, giving us the raw takes. Um, oh, the only real punishment is the owners resigning. The fans, players and staff shouldn't suffer for the actions of a greedy bunch. Not convinced it will happen, though. That's really interesting. That's quite um, a popular take. I think Sooness said that himself. And obviously, he's a Liverpool band, so you expect it. But... Of, of my in my head, I was thinking, well, I personally really think the owners should be punished rather than the clubs. But that said, I'm not sure how you convince someone to resign. Yeah. Um, I don't think this kind of cancelling will help. This is campfire football. Sorry, I should get better at, better at reading questions. I don't think this kind of cancelling will help in the slightest. The owners did everything. Club officials didn't know. See Maldini's quotes. Maldini, by the way, said he wasn't aware. He's high up at Milan, for those who don't know. Managers, players, nobody but the very, very top knew. Waging war on the guys in this way may backfire. So that sort of comes on to, to what we think will happen. So, Mike, earlier on you mentioned you thought if they if they came down too hard on them that perhaps they wouldn't, you know, they'd probably get angry and splinter off. Um does that factor into what you think will happen? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I don't think there'll be there'll be very little that will happen. They'll do a little token fine for probably for the six clubs. Everyone will move on. Um, and Agnelli and Perez will be back out next year with their new and improved proposals for it. Having learned their lessons this time, they'll uh, they'll know what to avoid next time. Mm. And I think that's what will happen. Unfortunately, I don't think this is going away. And I think if you Chuck the book at them. It's certainly not going away because that just gives them more reason to go, well, fuck you then. I don't need to be here. I bring you most of your revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, by, and and you brought up Mansour's lawyers. They already fought off UEFA yeah. once. Though. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't do care it again. about taking on the Prem or the UEFA again. And what? And what? Hey, Mansour's what... boys. Hey, I don't want to take on Mansour's <laughs> boys, I tell you. <laughs> um... <laughs> By the way, it's a great photo of Roman Abramovich walking into court with all these lawyers, and it is like a mob. It's really funny. They're like all behind him, like all twenty of them. Um, Hodge, what do you think will happen? Similar to Mike, um, I think it will be uh, small fines. Um, like for Europe, nothing will happen. That Catherine even said he's welcomed them back in open arms. It takes guts to admit a mistake. Um, and the fact that these clubs are the face of the Premier League. <laughs> that's what he said. That I is know, actually thanks. what he said. <laughs> After everything he was saying the other day. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact that these clubs are the face of the Premier League and the Champions League, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Um, they won't want to upset the balance of the league too much. Um, and yeah, I, I really can't see much happening at all, unfortunately. Um, Ben Aris, what do you think will happen? Um, I think that Premier League won't be able to do anything. I think there's too many legal loopholes. I don't, I don't think they actually have any. Like they could issue punishments, but I don't think it would stand up in court. UEFA, I think, could get away with fines, and if they wanted to go down the route of bannings, they could maybe ban the clubs. They were really, really like behind the plan and driving the idea. I think that would probably be all we will see. It's interesting. I agree with you, Dave. Sort of like I'm not really sure what the Premier League can do. Uh, I, I don't Which, actually think they can no. get away with anything. I think so. Do you, Do you think they'd consider the fact that a lot of the players and the managers they didn't know about it? So do you just punish the owners with a fine? I think. I th- instead of. I think there's there's a from what I've been what I've been reading in like from like the journalists and stuff there's there is a real contempt amongst the other fourteen and particularly the executives of the other executives like a lot of them are calling for them to sort of move on and be re- refreshed so I mm. I, th- I think that's going to really play heavily on them actually wanting to punish them sorry Dave you got your hand up I think the way they might punish them in the Premier League is um, not like any monetary way. In the sense that maybe they get to pick, like, from which of these six they want in meetings. So, like, for example, 
they don't like some of these executives. They can't just stroll into the meetings. Maybe they reduce some of the powers these six have in Premier League panel meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's something they could actually do. Um, but for what it's worth, the whole idea of making people resign, pointless. This is not going to happen. No way. Mike? Not on mass, anyway. Not on mass. On the voting thing, I think it would be a good idea, except one of the things the Premier League likes about itself is that every club gets a vote and you can't... An equal vote, and I don't I, think they'd be very happy to take that I think away. you... I think no. you, I do think that's I think that's where you get into that's where you get into really dodgy territory because then you're sort of like well are you doing that forever because then these then if these clubs don't have a say and have the leagues yeah, at the league that's when you yeah, really no, are definitely want really to leave yeah. and and do you know yeah. if you're if you're saying if you're like we get to like two three years down the line and them not having a vote and they go well we don't want to leave we don't get a say that's when that's when the fans go hold on a minute, we don't get a say in the league. Why should we be here? You don't yeah, want us to... Can you imagine the uproar if Norwich no, Norwich coming up next season and they have more of a vote than the top six? It's, it's, more, most I'm, money in. Yeah. it's more I'm trying to think of something they could punish them with that wouldn't yeah, it's, it's not be a, a huge idea. loss in court. No, no, I, I agree, Dave. It's yeah. the only thing I can think of that they could maybe try and do. I, I, I think, honestly don't know what else they could do. The, I think, Will's right. The other 14 are angry at these six clubs yeah. I, think, I think the other 14 are angry but i also think the other 14 fully understand how much they need these clubs which is oh, why yeah. one of the things i've seen rumored particularly um because I, I was reading an article today about bruce buck because he's um i can't remember his position at chelsea i want to say chairman i should know i've played enough football manager um <laughs> thank you yes, I've, I've argued with him enough times on football manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need the money for the psg get him a wonder kid um Anyway, uh, I was reading that he's he's obviously he's an ex-lawyer and um, he has a big he has a big spot on the executive committee, but also in the finance and remuneration committee. And the talk is that they're just going to say to him, you've got to resign from these positions, which is a great way of sort of getting rid of the deadwood and starting afresh and punishing them because. That's that's going to be embarrassing for a man of his stature, a man with the ego that he prob- he must possess to be where he is. That's that's yeah. an interesting way of doing it, and you bring someone in new like that probably does hurt the big six having this level of power that they seem to exert. Go on, Dave. Uh, just something I saw in the last hour or so. So Arsenal got one of their chief executives. I think his first name's like Vinay. His initials are VV. Uh, to ring all of the fourteen Premier League chief executive other clubs today and apologise. Apparently, it's just pissed them off more. <laughs> Uh, I saw that getting reported. I just think, uh, poor guy. They, the board sit there and they're like, you're the one that's going to call these guys up and explain why we did this and why we're sorry. And apparently it's just caused more tension between Arsenal and, and the other clubs as, a, as it is. So that's good, good an Ars- Arsenal, it's an Arsenal thing to oh, do, isn't it? Fuck I, off I think. Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Right, and, uh, I would, I'm just quickly before we move on to something more important, like the whole... Arsenal came out and apologised and it really pissed me off because I'm like, you're not sorry. Don't say things you don't mean. The whole point of this is you need to start rebuilding the trust. It's time to be open and honest. Come out and say why you went in. Say we went in for the money. We went in to secure our future. And you know something, the fans won't like it, but the fans will at least respect you telling the truth. That's where I'm at with this. And, I don't, I don't and think um, City have even said anything. So at least these clubs have started to apologise for it. Chelsea haven't released anything. Chelsea haven't apologised either, but I, I don't know. Joel anyway, Glazer came out for the second time in a week, everybody. Oh, big Joel. Billy Joel. Come on, Joel. Um, so, Get out um, of Joel. firstly, um, we've got two questions here from a friend of the pod, the Tribus, reaching us on Instagram at In and Around Pod. Um, and they said they've given us a two-pronged question. We're going to tackle the first part first. Will any of you be attending any protests or and do you see a better alternative than the 50 plus one model? We've sort of touched on ownership. So I want to ask you guys, um, and sorry, Dave, this is more loaded towards the other two, I guess. Um, are you intending to Are you intending to attend any protests or are you intending to make me displeasure known to the club at all, Hodge? Uh, depends how far things go. Um, as it stands... No, because at this moment in time, things are, are normal. We'll be back to normal. I mean, what, what can you do? The decision is done. Mm-hmm. 
the ESL's done. I mean, if there, if this kind of situation arises in the future, yes, because I love the game. So I would. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brezzard? Are you going to go full Viva La Revolution? Yeah, I'll be there. No, um... <laughs> We, Green and gold about... scarf. I can see I it. I do have one. Where is it? It's somewhere in this room. Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought can't... you did actually. I, I do have you... one somewhere. Yeah. Um no, but I think we were talking I don't know if it was on the last pod or after it about supporters clubs and stuff. I yeah. think I'm, I will join the United mm-hmm. Supporters Club. I think that's gonna be a good way to go about it. Um and if things like the fifty plus one model do come about, if my fiver can get involved somehow, then that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a paid up member of the sports club uh, at Chelsea, and uh, they're having an EGM this Saturday, I think. And I don't know whether or not I'll go, whether or not I'll be some. But if you can watch it online, I'll watch it online because I'm, I'm sort of like the the wider ramifications of football now are sort of they are what they are. Um, I'm more concerned now about how we make sure che- this doesn't happen to Chelsea again, because uh, you can't control the other clubs in my mind. You can only control, you can only be the change you want to see. So I, I think making your voice known and voting on stuff is really important. So um, I'll be paying attention because certainly, as I said earlier, there's some members of the board who just, I just don't think you can trust them like as far as you throw them. Anyway, it, on a more cheery note, um, the second half of the Tribus's um, question is, are we seemingly letting UEFA off with um pretty similar UTL form? Dave, um, what mm-hmm. do you think about this? And what's what's you were, you were explaining the new reforms reforms to me earlier, because to be honest, I, I, I've tried to keep away from UEFA just in case they're uh, banning us for like 70 years or something. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing that I've really seen about it is the... Looking to expand the amount of clubs into it, I think. Um, I believe by more by twelve. I think it's more twelve more clubs um, by twenty twenty four. They also want. They also want Wait, to is make this the Champions League format. Yes. No, it's only four more teams. Oh, is it four more? Okay, my bad. I don't. I, oh, come on, Blues have never been in there. I don't count how many groups there are of four. <laughs> To be fair. Um, okay, so they're looking to increase by four, but the biggest thing that I've seen them come under criticism for is basically there's going to be a rule that the two biggest teams that don't qualify with like the biggest European coefficients would get in over someone that um, finished in like a Champions League place. So, for example, West Ham have a great season, finish fourth. Man United finish fifth. Obviously, Man United are going to have way bigger coefficients probably some of the biggest coefficients of teams that don't make the top fours or their Champions League qualification. If they're in that top two, which is likely, West Ham would drop into the Europa despite finishing fourth and Man United would go into the Champions League despite finishing fifth and outside of the league qualification positions. So that is obviously on a much smaller level, but you could argue that they're also taking away some of the element of you are where you are on merit because... For two teams, they'll be there and they essentially should not be there. Agreed. Yeah, that point's worth processing in itself. Don't want United it every year. <laughs> um, no, but it is interesting that if you think, like the most, I think for a lot of people, the the most egregious part of the Super League was the this idea of no relegation, for example. So it's wild that they've sort of passed it under the radar in a bit. I, I mean, Hodgson, United are... Sorry, Mike, you wanted to jump in there? I was just going to say, I, I wonder if uh, UEFA had a little sniff of what the um, these teams were doing behind their backs somehow, and this was their effort to appease them a little bit. To be fair, this, mm. all, the clubs, all the clubs had already signed up to this uh, a month back or so. Maybe yeah. you, you're still right, but it's worth it. Yeah, loads of them have been saying that they've had problems with UEFA for ages. This is, so. this is kind of what the big clubs want, them being in it more. And also, doesn't this... So if so it's based on your last five years club yeah. European coefficient, which mm-hmm. you have to be in Europe to get a coefficient, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you get in based on previous history, surely you just 
trump west ham every year because you were in yeah, it. You would. Yeah, yeah exactly that that's yeah. why it's every not single well, year, even well if you didn't do well in it well in theory no because because the way what they would argue and this isn't right um is you would say that you west ham would be in the europa league which is if you go far in the europa league that's really weighted in your coefficient like really however weighted. however yeah they'd have to really do well yeah, in the no, no, europa we're like, just we're talking just, like semi-finals to, to even get nearer yeah and that would be to, they'd have to repeat that probably two seasons in a row to trump man united who but, have still been in the champions league but that would be uefa's argument for example right okay yeah but I think I think it's, it's worth, you can get five. Yeah, we shouldn't let them off for this. No, we absolutely no. shouldn't. We absolutely shouldn't. You're 100 percent right, Hodgson. You City obviously are no, are no fans of UA for um, as we've mentioned, Sheikh Mansour's bad boy lawyers took about earlier. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you how do you feel like the the idea of the Super League, which has always been like the nuclear option for these big clubs? How do you feel like that failing is going to impact on negotiations with UA for for the rest of the time? Really. Um, it's 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 not going to go away, is it? Not by any means. Um, the fact that all these clubs agreed to the concept, they they want the, they want a, a superior competition. Whether they lower the tone of it and do include, say, some of the lesser clubs like your Ajaxes, um, your Benficas, all this kind of stuff. Call Ajax a lesser club in your No, but you know what I mean. Well, they are. They are, aren't they? I but guess so, in current like, times. Look, Ajax, Ajax, Henry, Ajax have got, what, five, is it five Champions Leagues? Yeah. yeah. They did get the to the last, semis when, a couple of years ago. How many have City got? Yeah, good none. Po- good point, but when, when, was, when was Ajax's last Champions League? The 90s, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, in term, I, I get what he's saying. It, it sounds offensive, but he's just talking about, you're talking about recent context, to be honest. To be fair to about it, the last Ajax, five years, last five years Europa League final. There um, we are. Champions League semis. So they're not exactly a joke shop. I wouldn't put them in a bracket of like Benfica. Benfica aren't a joke. Benfica How far well. do they go? Well, <laughs> no idea, but they're hodging <laughs> your mic's broke. Look at that. He's so angry at UEFA. We can't hear him. <laughs> He is raging, ladies and gentlemen. He's just talking about lesser clubs. We've been talking about we've been talking about the big six, and he's he's talking about blues. What do you mean I'm talking about blues? Like it's the big seven? I, I said we had a point deduction, <laughs> which is factually correct. Issues, mate. <laughs> Look at this. Big six. No, it's been a good week for Dave as well because blues are staying up. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, respect that. Are they actually? Yeah. Well, well, we, well, we're not mathematically <laughs> safe, so I'm not saying it anything. It would be yet. an absolute I'm monstrosity. We're ten they, points. Yeah. We're ten points clear of the drop, and we only have three games left to play. But the team below us have five. Since I picked them to go down, they've they've turned a corner. So sleep, oh yeah, sleep, oh yeah. Welcome to the betting best. pod. <laughs> well, welcome to my championship selections on the um, betting pod, everybody. Last, well, not the last question, but the last one really on the Super League. Um, did the big six actually win? And the reason I just want to say something they've sort so the Champions League has sort of had its ref, reforms, but also UEFA have sort of announced that they found four billion money to basically give more to the clubs. Stand the back so, of the sofa. So, when, when this first started, <laughs> imagine big sofa when this first started, and um, we sort of said, Oh, this is a bargaining tool, and then it all sort of spiraled out of hand, and then it's all sort of calmed down. So, did did they get what they wanted, Mike? Depends if they really did want the Super League or not. I think a lot of them did did actually think that was the best way to go, and they get to, they got to stick it to UA for that way as well. Yeah. Um, there's a, been a hell of a lot of bad PR, and I think trust has been broken with a lot of these owners between between them and the fans. But if if money's all they're in it for, they're going to get a bit extra, clearly from UEFA, and that's not the end of the world, is it? They found four billion kicking around somewhere. Imagine in a pandemic finding four. Hodge, <laughs> oh, do you feel like they might have got what they wanted? Um, in a sense, yes, but I think the the big thing that they'll have drawn from it is how integral they are to the game. 
So they they can pull on, pull on a lot of strings going forward to get what they want. The big six. Yeah, the big six. Mm. Like I think... the fact that yeah. well, this like competition has caused the big literally the whole country to go into meltdown and whatnot. Um, yeah, they, they are integral to the game, and without them, you know, the game really has gone. Yeah. What do you think, Will, on this? Uh, yeah, we won. Fuck the rest of you, you little clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And any of you lot want to try and punish them? You were taking on the combined might of the Mansour boys. And Abramovich's... Uh, you won't get anywhere. His army of lawyers. I'm looking forward to it. Let's break football. Come on, baby. <laughs> Joking, honestly. Honestly, while we've got this quite um, important moment in football, though, Obviously, the fans have sort of proven that they can come together and sort things out. And UEFA and all of these lot have, come, have said, like, we're going to make a stand. Um, given how much Sky has been moralising the last couple of the last week, is now time to put a bit of pressure on them? Do you reckon? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. See what Gary and so. uh, Cara did then. That'd be fun. Because there's a couple of easy... Because Sky put out a tweet today, which are, what, how would you fix football? Which is hilarious in itself that Sky got the absolute brass neck to do that. But in terms of quick fixes that you'd like to see football-wise, because obviously we know the government stuff's going to take a while, but like just improvements now, we've all decided that money isn't the be-all and end-all, apparently. What would you like to see, Dave? Well, I think... I think when it comes to it, you've got to look in some way of reducing ticket prices. You've got to look at, you've got to make football more accessible again. Like mm-hmm. even if you want to, yeah, even if you want to sit at home watching your team or or just football in general, it costs you a lot of money these days. They need they need to make it more accessible. Yeah. I would say they already make absolute bank. Everyone knows that. Like, let's make the game more accessible for people again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I agree. I hundred percent agree. I think I like it. I'd like I'd like to see the uh, the Premier League wealth redistributed a bit better. That would be one of my things that I'd like to see. Mm. How yeah. do you mean? Trickling down a little more and to the lower leagues, more... so not yeah. within the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. You can redistribute it a bit in the Premier League if you'd like to. No. But um, no, I'm talking about more more lower down sort of thing. We're going to uh, give West Ham women's game. We're going to give West Ham thirty million to. Stick on a Turkish striker. This is the first season in about 10 years that West Ham haven't been linked with the top scorer in the Super League in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. Um, Hodge. He's a Palace player. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, look at him. Thinks he's a professional <laughs> podcaster. I don't know how this keeps happening. Can we, get, can we get Sheikh Mansur to buy you a new mic? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send him an email after this. I'll send the, the Mad Sir boys an email after this. <laughs> the Mad Sir Bad Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Over an ESL fallout, it will be featuring the <laughs> Mad Sir Bad Boys, I think. <laughs> oh, it's gone, gone again. again. Unbelievable. <laughs> the mic is gone, everybody. No, I, I, I want oh. to be more accessible. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my key point. Yeah. I mean, they capped away ticket prices. Yeah, home games are extortionate still. Uh, yeah. so. Also, there's no cap in any of the other divisions, especially yeah. the championship. So ah, it needs to be... Yeah, but it needs to be something that they make accessible for everyone. Like, Agreed. You, none of you guys have paid £67 to see Leeds away on a Tuesday, but that's what they were charging for booze no, two really seasons in a row. Example. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and do you know how much they could charge you in the Premier League? 35 yes. quid and not a penny more. Yeah, it's beautiful. Football. Bloody hell. The EFL is just better. Yeah. It's well I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pay 67 quid EFL to see Blues okay. play anyone. I've seen it getting getting nibble, all he's still talking about ticket prices. So <laughs> um, actually, on ticket prices, completely 100% agree. Um, I thought it was really interesting that in... Florentina Perez is absolutely. It wasn't. It went past a car crash. It was like it was oh, too. It was, it was like 
two tankers have like gone into each other at like seven hundred miles per hour. It was actual sad... tankers at that well. But, but when he goes, when he goes, sixteen to twenty-four year olds aren't interested in the game now. I was thinking, yeah, because you price them out, you fuckers. Like, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, I've, I've been lucky enough to go to probably far more, far more Chelsea games than I have any right to be, and that's mainly because I know I've got some mates who are season ticket holders. That's mainly how. Mainly how, because otherwise you're just looking at like extortionate prices to go yeah. and get a seat. Particularly yeah. because you don't want to go on your own. You're going with your mates and stuff. So when you're going with your mates, that's when it's between you and then you've got to go into the ground and then it's like £7,000 per pint. It's ridiculous. 7,000 uh, pints like that. Seven, yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's go. <laughs> we always miss the pub, lads. If it, was a, if, it was a, if it was a West Brom home game from a few weeks ago, it certainly would have been. Um, yeah. Chance to reset football, but will it happen? Will it? Fall? Oh, absolutely not. Do we want it to happen? There's value in it. There is value in it. There we are. Second one for the podcast. We're going to do His mic has only worked for about five percent of the second yeah. for the pod. He's got two references in. There we are. Speak while it's still working, Henry. Where can the people find you if they want more value picks? At HOG Seven. Um. Xbox. Xbox <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can you can find it crashing into the dance later on. Mike, if the people want to follow you for more about a certain Samba superstar up in the Super League in the North East, where can they find you? Um, yeah, it's the, it's the Rave Heads on uh, on Call of Duty. If you want to add me up? I'm on there. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, you don't. Uh, don't even need Dave to tell you. He's Ra Dave BCFC, and uh, the Dave is uh, with a four and a three. Um, but Culture. no, so seriously, Dave, the people want to follow you. Uh, they can follow me at, at Hugo Rodiega. <laughs> I can't believe this is anything. You can follow me at World Seventeen, but please don't please instead uh, follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials, including Xbox Live. Um, if you want more in depth. <laughs> Thought. If you want the betting column that this is actually replaced, Mike, is it going live? Uh, yeah, it can do. It's uh, not currently written, but it certainly can do. Okay, let's not do it. I'm not in the mood for any real football. Um, <laughs> we'll have a week off. Yeah, we'll have a week off. Who cares? It's the vibes, isn't it? Um, yeah, just just vibes. Uh, no lies. This is... This podcast has got a bit like a Perez interview at the end, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we just don't know how to end it. Um, oh, I, I, I'll end it on a positive note. Everyone join your uh, supporters' trusts. They are sensible stuff. Excellent work. Good night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sayonara, as um, Mike says. Takeshi's castle. Yeah, it's good. Good value, that. <laughs>